Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. This episode is brought to you in part by Regent College, Vancouver, Canada. Experience God's call to a life more abundant with our one to two week summer courses. Sign up today at rgnt.net slash summer. Hello, this is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. This is the beginning of a new program and a new project, and you may be wondering, what does the name mean? What does Signposts uh, mean? And the reason that I chose Signposts for our for our uh, conversation and our time uh, together is uh, from a book by Walker Percy called Signposts in a Strange Land. And uh, particularly at the very beginning of the, of the book, Percy uh, puts a, a quote, and he says this. He says, Instead of constructing a plot and creating a cast of characters from a world familiar to everybody, we're more apt to set forth with a stranger in a strange land where the signposts are enigmatic, but which we set out to explore nevertheless. And I think that pretty much sums up what I'd like for us to do as we uh, move forward with our, our conversations here on the Signposts program. I think that what we should be looking for are the signs of the times, but I mean that in a very different way from probably what uh, you're accustomed to hearing if you've been in Christian life for very long, or, or certainly what I was accustomed to hearing growing up in a Christian church. Uh, often, we would hear about uh, about the signs of the times and knowing the signs of the times. I remember uh, my grandmother had a study Bible that was a, a signs of the times sort of uh, study Bible by one of these uh, television evangelists, and he would go through and and take uh, references from the Bible about earthquakes and about wars and rumors of wars. And what he would do was was do almost an almanac where he would put together how many earthquakes had happened and how many wars were happening in the world. And, of course, his argument was the the culmination of all of this uh, means that we're almost near to the coming of Jesus Christ because of the the second coming of Jesus Christ, because of the, the signs that are there. But the problem is... When you come to the scriptures themselves, the, the, the places where uh, people will find these signs actually teach the opposite. So if you look, for instance, in, in Matthew 24, where uh, Jesus is, is talking about these sorts of, of signs, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in, in various places, wars and rumors of wars, and these, these sorts of things. That's in an answer to the question, tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age. 
what happens is that Jesus actually changes the subject from what they're wanting to talk about. What they want to know is, tell us so that we can get ready and so that we can know when the kingdom of God is going to come. And and Jesus turns to a very different question. He says, I don't want anyone to lead you astray. It's in Matthew 24, uh, verse 4. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will see wars and rumors of wars. But, notice what he says, see that you are not alarmed. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in the various places, and these are but the beginnings of the birth pains. Now, sometimes people will come along and say, you know, the scripture says, as it was in the days of Noah. So it will be uh, in uh, the end times. And so what sometimes people want to do is to go back and to say, well, what was happening in uh, the day of Noah? You have uh, violence and you have uh, bloodshed. Or as it was in the days of Lot, well, what was going on in the days of Lot? You have sexual immorality and sexual anarchy. And sometimes with that, there's almost this understanding if you just... If you just had a chart and if you just marked all of those things, then, you, then you're going to be able to predict uh, when the end is and when the end times are. Of course, that's exactly the opposite of what Jesus is teaching. What's he, what's he saying? He's saying that as in the days of Noah, uh, there is a suddenness. He says people are marrying and they're giving in marriage and then suddenly there is cataclysm, there's judgment, there's a reordering of everything. Days of Lot, people are just moving on with their lives and then there's fire from heaven. Uh, and, And the same thing is true. Jesus says, don't be alarmed when you're facing wars when you're facing persecution, when you're facing false teachers, when you're facing all of these sorts of things that are going on. That is not an indication that the end is here or that you have, more importantly, been forgotten. Uh, These are the sorts of upheavals that you're going to experience in the end times. And how does the Bible define the end times? From the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus on through to the coming of Christ, however long that is. Uh, we're, we're now 2,000 years in. Uh, we don't know if that's going to be a, a time period that's going to end before the ending of this program or whether it's a time period that's going to end a million years from now. We have absolutely no idea, but we have confidence in the sign. And the sign that Jesus has given to us is what he calls the sign of Jonah. And remember, the, the, the religious leaders are constantly asking Jesus uh, for a sign. They wanted to have the sort of self-sufficiency that wants to be able to step back and to evaluate so that you can know and so that you can be sure. Now, sometimes people do that with, uh, with, with all sorts of end times speculation, with blood moons and you know that, that sort of thing. More often, I think, people do that in terms of their own standing with God. I want a sign as to whether or not God uh, is pleased with me, whether or not God has shown favor with me. 
And so, you know, what they what they want to do is to is to either have the sort of conversion experience that they can remember the conversion experience and they can remember the genuineness of that, at least how it appeared to be to them, and to hold on to that when everything seems to be uh, falling apart. Or they want to see a sign of God's favor upon them that's happening in their flourishing, uh, in their uh, doing well, or in their, in their health, or in God's blessing upon their, their work or their ministries or, or whatever. Uh, that, that, is a, that is a common temptation that comes to humanity. Jesus says, I'm not giving you those signs. He says, I'm giving you the sign of Jonah in Matthew 12. And what's the sign of Jonah? The sign of Jonah is just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth and be raised from the dead. That's a sign that we've been given. The fact that Jesus of Nazareth is no longer dead is a sign of God's power, of God's faithfulness of God's covenant promises, of God's favor upon all who are in Christ, and also the preaching of Jonah. Just as Nineveh repented uh, at the preaching of Jonah, that's a sign. So when the the preaching of the gospel goes forward and the, the teaching of the word of God, I mean, remember wherever it was when you first heard the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, or, or wherever you were when it first came to you with alarm and power. I mean, that's a sign of the ongoing advance of the kingdom of God. And then uh, the scripture tells us that we have a, a sign in the church where the manifold, Ephesians 3, the manifold wisdom of God is seen within the church, and that is a sign to uh, the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. I mean, that is uh, part of what our calling is, is not to look for signs, but to be a sign to the outside world of what it means to be reconciled to God and reconciled to one another, to give a foretaste of the kingdom of God. So what I want to talk about on this program is uh, about signs of God's kingdom and of God's favor. And sometimes those are going to be in things that are, uh, that are really heavy. Uh, we have many heavy issues that are around us right now. We have many deep ethical problems facing us. We have some scripture verses and passages sometimes that can, can puzzle us. There are signs of God's favor in that we have a word from God. But we also have uh, signs that we can uh, look around in, in the world around us and, and see the creation of a good God. And we can see creativity of human beings uh, imitating God. They're, they're carrying out the image of God even when, you know, sometimes you have people who don't know God or who are in opposition to God, but nonetheless, they're plagiarizing his creative work that he's put within them by searching for meaning and searching for life. So I want this program 
to be the sort of event where we look at whatever. We look at everything that is around us, whether those things are are uh, the, the kinds of things that you might uh, put on a church prayer list or whether those are the kinds of things that you might not even notice as you're going through your life or certainly not the sorts of things that you ought to that you feel like you ought to uh, you ought to mention or to talk about let's let's talk about those things and let's have those conversations here on signpost sometimes we're going to be looking at ethical questions dilemmas that you're having in your marriage or in your family or or what have you. And if you have uh, a question about a decision that you've got to make, well, just uh, send me an email, signpost at erlc.com, and we'll, we'll take it up here if we can. Sometimes that's going to be walking through a passage of Scripture and seeing what God has to say to us there. Sometimes it's just going to be dealing with stuff that interests me and that I hope will interest you as we uh, look at it, uh, at uh, something that comes to mind in a television show or in a song or in a, a moment uh, that, that, that happens. And, um, and sometimes it'll be conversations with other people, with people that I find interesting that I think can give us some perspective. Some of them are fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, others who aren't. So, If you have suggestions about things that you'd like uh, for us to talk about here on Signposts, well, give me an email, signposts at erlc.com. And I hope that we will uh, be able to look together around at the signs of God's covenant life among us and his creative power in the world around us in the weeks and months and years to come. This is Russell Moore. And you're listening to Signposts. This episode was brought to you in part by the Truce Podcast. The new season examines the connection between some evangelicals and the Republican Party with the help of world-class historians. Subscribe to Truce in your podcast app or listen at trucepodcast.com.